0: Welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost over the weekend to the Golden State Warriors, but it was close. Still, not quite in the business of doing moral victories here, but there were a couple observations I had from that game. Uh, and also, over the weekend, we found out that the Lakers are going to be pursuing Goran Dragic, and it's going to be an uphill battle if they are really hoping to bring him in, and if they are looking to bring him in. It's probably predicated on a couple things that need to help need to happen elsewhere on the roster. So the Lakers played, I thought, fairly well against Golden State. Now the fourth quarter, I thought we had kind of a really bad one from LeBron. He goes one of ten or something insane uh, in that quarter, and just never really looked all that engaged, especially offensively. And you know some missed layups, and you know the free throw shooting when he got fouled on that three. I told everybody in the room with me, zero chance whatsoever that he made all three or he would make all three of those free throws. It was funny, too, because one of the people that I was watching the game with there uh, is a Golden State fan, and he was freaking out, losing his mind uh, about whether or not LeBron was in the act of shooting. And I said, dude, it's not going to matter. <laughs> He's missing one of these, probably the first one. And and the the shooting, non-shooting call isn't going to matter at all. That's how it winds up playing out, and the Lakers wind up losing. Uh, and while you can say, hey, yeah, the Lakers finally were competitive with a good team, well, Golden State was playing without Draymond Green, and he is having uh, or was having a defensive player of the year type season uh, with what he does for that defense. And that defense, you know, really struggled without having him out there. One thing they didn't struggle to do, though, was take Anthony Davis out of the game kind of when it mattered I I thought like you know there's only so many ways you can say hey he's bigger than everybody out there and for some reason he still keeps falling away on these shots it's just too easy if you're the defense to take him out and and or it was in that game and look when he came back I thought he looked really good he looked really uh, spry he was playing with a lot more force I thought Uh, There was a lot more finishes that were well above the rim. And then he played against Milwaukee. And I thought, once again, Giannis, you know, just thoroughly outplayed him. And since then, he has kind of gone back to some of the habits that made me not really like the way he was playing in the first half of the season. Uh, So he needs to, I think, get back to doing those things that made him a special player. And playing that way is difficult. You know when you're when you're uh, exploding up towards the rim and you're running all over the court defensively and you're doing like Anthony Davis at you know playing at his best is probably more physically exhausting than just about every other player who is playing at their best and you know maybe he still isn't in shape uh, as he continues to work his way back from the injury maybe he tweaks something. Um, while playing as, you know, w- with as much force as he did right when he got back, regardless, like maybe you, there could be any number of, of potential explanations here. Uh, but what we do know is that the Lakers, because of the flaws across the roster, need him to be at his best. The Lakers also need LeBron to be at his best. Steph played like shit in that game uh, that the Lakers lost over the weekend. They he he didn't look very good at all. And you know, Clay goes off. He goes ballistic, but that's like one you aren't gonna get a game against the Golden State Warriors where all three of their big three are gonna be non existent. Yes, Draymond Green is hurt currently, uh, and, and that's going to help you. And yes, uh Steph Curry has occasional off shooting nights, uh, and you gotta take advantage of them. The Lakers didn't. You know, at some point, Clay is gonna do his thing too, and he did. And that wound up being the difference there where one of Golden State stars really took over as all three of the Lakers' stars just kind of were there. Good game from Russ, though, by his standards. I, I do need to say that. All right, let's talk about Goran Dragic. Uh He has not played in quite some time, so there are going to be concerns about the type of shape that he comes in at and all of that. In terms of fit... He can shoot. He is the kind of shooter that, that defenses care about, so that's going to help. Uh, he is not, clearly not, he has never been the athlete that Russell Westbrook is, uh, but he is less actively detrimental at times defensively than Russ is. Russ will, you know, we saw it on a couple occasions where he just stops playing on defense and either somebody runs around him for an offensive rebound, uh, the guy that he's guarding will just kind of float to the corner and he'll be stuck in, in the spot that he was in, and he doesn't have enough time to get back and challenge a shot. Uh, Drogic is a lot more aware out there consistently than Russ is. Uh, not, he's not, I'm not saying he's a good defender, and this is only one way that you can be better at defense than than uh, another player. But the Lakers need defensive players defensive presences on their court who will not actively hurt you and and I think sometimes Russ will and Drogic does a lot of those things uh, that do actively hurt defenses a lot less than uh, Russell Westbrook does Uh, now here's the thing if you bring in Drogic or if you even try to get in a room and talk to Drogic you are going to have to basically Convince him. All right, yeah, you could go to Milwaukee, where they just traded away Dante Divincenzo. Uh, Pat Connaughton uh, just found out he needs surgery, so there's a lot of minutes opening up, albeit at different positions. But we could move it around, and you could be, you could play a serious role, actual role, on a final contender, a title contender, the reigning champs, all that. Um, so the Lakers have to be able to beat that type of uh, sales job. And the only way that they can do that is by telling one of their current players, maybe one in particular, look, we tried, it isn't working out and we got to move on. And I don't see this happening. I don't see the Lakers telling Russell Westbrook to just go home. I don't see Jeannie bus signing off on having that much money just sitting there on the books without getting anything on the basketball court from that player. Um, And so that makes it, I think, very unlikely that Drogic chooses the Lakers. But if you are sitting there at home and you really, really want this guy, or if you're just looking for drastic moves that the Lakers could make to try to salvage some aspect of the season, then this is one really far-fetched way to maybe do so. I think it's extremely unlikely. Like it's it's a one in a hundred chance that I think this goes down, uh, but it's one of the Lakers' few options here at maybe figuring some of this out on the fly. And then the other thing too here, when it comes to 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 Dragic is I think you know, so Rob Palinka said after uh, the trade deadline and after the Lakers didn't do anything that. You know, he, the, the, the theme of what he was saying was basically that there was nothing that the Lakers could do that would have salvaged the season to the extent of put them back in contention to win a championship. And while I understand where he is coming from in this respect, look, he's Kobe's former agent. Kobe's one of Kobe's best friends, if not his actual best friend. And so in the Lakers, this is something that they kind of pride themselves on. It's like if we don't win a championship, it was a failed season. And uh, it sounds great to say that, but that's not actually how the world works. You do have different stages of success and failure and all of that. There is gray area between ring or no ring. And if the Lakers really are always going to operate from the standpoint of Will this move win us a championship? Like that's how you wind up with Russ in the first place. Because if you don't think that you can improve on the margins and maybe hit, you know, enough singles to add up to a home run. Uh, if you think you're incapable of doing that or you just ignore that form of improvement altogether, then you are, again, that's how you wind up with Russ on your roster. You take this giant swing when all you really needed was a base hit and <laughs> you wind up striking out, right? With the bases loaded and two outs and all of that good stuff. Um, I think here with with where the Lakers need to improve, this is a player, again, we don't know exactly what kind of player Drogic is at this stage of his career. He's 35-ish years old. He hasn't played in a long time. There's a good chance that the guy just doesn't have much left in the tank, um, and that is, you know, the risk here is you tell Russ to go home, you bring in Drogic, and he, like, gets hurt. And now you're trying to say, all right, Russ, come on back. Like, you, you would be screwed. Absolutely and utterly screwed. However, I think that would give you more opportunity for THT. And that's another conversation and part of this. I think Drogic actually would be good for THT uh, just because he would actually space the floor and allow uh, Taylor Horton Tucker more opportunity uh, to get out there and have a more spaced floor, but you know that's that's another you know kind of minutia detail, you know, putting the 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 cart before the horse, I guess. Um, where where you're talking about how Drajic helps the Lakers on a basketball team when I'm not really positive the Lakers and and not really hopeful that the Lakers have a shot at Drajic in the first place. But anyway, uh, you know if 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 the Lakers are always going to look at their moves, as will this win us a championship? Like they're they're going to continue to fall on their faces when it comes to the margins, as they have since they won a championship. <laughs> like every move on the margins that they have made has been this big swing that the Lakers didn't need to take. You can you can play the con, you can you can go for the contact play and be just as productive sometimes as you would be if you just took hack after hack after hack after hack. Like you know, Cody Bellinger before he started figuring out how to hit later in that late in last season. So I I I like the idea of Dragic. I don't think they're going to be able to get him because they are competing with situations where he has a better chance at winning and also being productive on those winning teams. Uh, And and the only way that they can actually really kind of sell him on this is by doing something extremely drastic. Uh, with their own roster that I don't think they're willing to do right now. So we'll see how this goes. We'll keep an eye on this or whatever. Um, But I think it's more likely that he goes to a situation where he can win a championship, uh, something he hasn't done yet in his career. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, Please check out the uh can you dig it guys they're gonna be kind of talking about a lot of the same stuff too and getting you guys prepared for the buyout season uh Darius actually wrote about Rob Polinka's sentiment and uh he did more agreeing I would love to talk to Darius about this we just you know I don't think that's in the cards but uh he actually kind of understood and and I and by the way like I understand where Palenka is coming from Darius went far so far as to kind of agree with where Palenka was coming from I just I I kind of disagree with the premise of ring or no ring is the only way that the Lakers are judging seasons and I just think that's a it lacks all the nuance necessary to make organizational progress when you can Uh, so he wrote about it you're going to want to check that out I thought it was really well written Um, And then, you know, over the course of the buyout season, uh, we at Silver Screen and Roll are going to be charting and tracking every name that the Lakers are tied to and what they would be looking to do in order to be able to have a chance at some of those players that they are hoping to to bring in and hopefully improve the team on the margins, even if it doesn't mean, per se, a championship type move. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.